following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. A man in today's world wants support and guidance when tackling life's problems, but many times we feel that we need to keep our heads high and just deal with it. You know, that's not always the way to handle the issues. Now, there's Fundamentals with Carl Bobo. From health issues to family, workplace, sports, and more, we're here to provide a frank and open discussion of the topics men need to hear. Now, here's your host, Carl Bobo. Happy New Year, Fundaman and Fundaworld out there. What's happening? Hope and trust that everybody had a great, great holiday. And I want you to know that I am extremely extremely excited to be with you today. Uh, I don't know what the final uh, tally was from 2016, but one thing that I do know is that uh, in 2016, there's a lot of people that expired uh, that did not uh, see 2017. And because you and I are on this program, listening to this program, a part of this uh, broadcast Uh, says that we have uh, been blessed and fortunate to be able to see another year. So I'm extremely excited about uh, 2017. And welcome to our first broadcast for the year. We've got an outstanding year that is planned and uh, just looking forward to tackling a lot of different issues that, uh, that we need to take on. To those of you that might be tuning in to us for the first time, I say welcome Two Fundamentals, a show about men. You're correct. You've heard it right. It is a show about men and it's and about men's stuff. It's a show that is aimed at men. But one thing that we have learned from the men and from the world out there, that this particular program has captured the attention of many women throughout the world uh, as they uh, try to understand and support the men in their lives. And Uh, Secondly, who have just come to realize that men's issues are also women's issues and women's issues are also men's issues because we all make up this wonderful uh, thing, human race on this uh, earth that we live in. So the reality of it is anything that's good for one is good for the other because we're all on the same team. Uh, For those of you that are new, look, I'm your host, Carl Bobo, and Uh, looking forward to getting to know you better and just hope, trust, and pray that you had an uneventful uh, holiday season. Uh, Someone asked me, they said, how was mine? And I told him, I said, look, I I got what I wanted, and that was rest. I just needed to take a little bit time uh, to myself to recuperate, regenerate, and get my mind right for what I really anticipate is going to be a breakout year uh, for us uh, here at Fundamentals. Uh, I know 
there are some people that might not be as optimistic about 2017 for, you know, multiple different reasons. And hey, look, I, I understand that there are different circumstances out there that can cause you not to be optimistic. But you also need to understand that uh, I am not one of you there. And the reason I say that is because those of you that know me and have got to know me over uh, the past year, you know that I'm the half full, uh, the glass half full guy. You know, I, I recognize and I'm well aware that life can throw us a few curveballs every now and then. But I believe you, you, you control what you can control fundamentally. And I've come to realize that uh, out of 7.4 billion people in this wonderful world that we live in, every decision is not going to be catered to what Carl Bobo wants. <laughs> I hope you all understand me. No, it's not. The, wor the world is much larger than I am. So therefore, I, 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 I march by the beat that when things don't go exactly like I would like them to go, I just roll with it and look at how can I make the best of any situation. You know, uh, someone that uh, my wife uh, that used to work for my wife, or I think still works for my wife, uh, sent her a, a coffee cup for Christmas. And, and the words inscribed on it were simply this. It just simply says, it is what it is. <laughs> and I love it. I, I, I wanted to take that from my wife and she won't let it go. But I think that was a perfect gift to the end of 2016 and one to lead into 2017. The bottom line is, it is what it is. Regardless of what's going on around, it is what it is. Now, what are we going to do about it? You know, and I've always want to challenge you, fundamentally to control what you can control. Don't don't get off track and worrying about stuff that you have no control over, but control what you can control. So many times we get stressed out about stuff that we literally have no control over. And we're going to deal with some of that stuff today uh, as we go through this particular uh, program. So uh, we're going to have a guest uh, that I'm going to introduce to you shortly uh, to help get us in the right mindset uh, for 2017. And, and also before I introduce him to you, you know, I want to, to encourage you in a few areas uh, as we begin this new year. And the first thing I want to encourage you with, Fundaman, is look, be gentle with yourself in 2017. Let me say that again. Be gentle with yourself. Now, what I'm what I mean by this and what I'm really saying is I want you to treat yourself the opposite of what we usually do. Many times we're, we're extremely hard on ourselves. We're hard on ourselves about when things are not going right and all of those things. But but I want you to understand right now, listen, fundamental and fund the world. You don't have to be perfect. Ease, breathe for a moment. You don't have to be perfect. Just be. First of all, just exist and be you. So take take some of that pressure off yourself. Be 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 gentle with yourself. And and secondly, I want to encourage you to, uh, as we begin this year, to try again. 
And I know someone said, what do I mean by try again? I don't care how many times that you have failed in 2016. Doesn't matter. I want you to try again. Uh, Henry Ford once said, failure is the opportunity to begin again more intelligently. And I love that. I love that statement. Because we learn from our past mistakes. I've learned from my failures. I've learned from my mistakes. And therefore, it's an opportunity to take what you have learned and try again and do it even better. I want to encourage you, Fundament, to not only try again and be gentle with yourself, but I also want to encourage you to just do it. Listen to what I'm saying. Just just do it. Let's get off the fence and just do it. Let's start making some things happen. I believe Nike, uh, back in the old days, had a, a slogan along these lines that was talking about just do it. You know, I, uh, I read a quote by George Jung the other day, and he said something like this, that uh, life passes most people by while they are making grand plans for it. Now, think about it. 2016 flew by. See, a lot of people have a lot of plans. They got plans. They got them written down, but we never start executing on those plans. So my challenge to you right now in 2017, Fundament, is, is, is just, just do it. You know, I don't care whether you are uh, thinking about starting a diet or, or staying on your diet. Just do it. I don't think if, you, if, if, you, if you're thinking about quit drinking, just do it. Uh, you've got on your agenda to clean out your attic or your garage. Just do it. You're thinking about starting a business. Just do it. You're focused on becoming a better man, a better husband, a better father, a better employee, a better woman, whatever it is. Just do it. Because all we have fundamentally is today. That's the only guarantee that we have is this moment. The here and now. Tomorrow is not promise. So today is a perfect day to start living your dreams. And I want to encourage you to just do it. And uh, later on in the year, I'm going to do a whole show kind of along this model because I think sometimes we, we get caught and we get stuck and we're stuck on the fence and we don't just jump out there. So I want to challenge you to do that. Fourthly, I want to encourage you to be, be visible this year, Fundament. This is a year to come out of hiding. This is a year to uh, let the world know who you are. You know, uh, I remember a quote from Muhammad Ali years ago, and he said, I am going to show the world how great I am. And fundamentally, I want you to, it's time for us to show the world your greatness. Everyone that is a part of this program, there's something unique about you and there's some greatness in you. And it's time to let that light shine and let others uh, see it. So I don't care if you're the CEO of a company uh, listening to this program right now. I don't care if you're a teacher, a janitor, or a scout leader. It's time for you to stand up and make people respect your greatness. And allow them and help them and make them know your name. That's what it's about, Fundament. And then lastly... I want to challenge you as we go through this year to think big. 
Very simple statement right there. Think big. Fundament, you can do anything that you put your mind to do. So why not do it big? Yeah, uh, I read a quote from Michelangelo years ago that uh, always has stuck with me. And I even take that to some of my meetings uh, with my advisors. And that was when he said, the greater danger for most of us lies not in setting our aim too high and falling short, but in setting our aim too low and achieving our mark. See, fundamentally, most of us, many times, we, we set our goals too low. We set things that we can easily achieve. No, it's time to, to step outside the box and think big. And I want to challenge you to do that. I used to tell my sales reps years ago, we used to talk about this. And uh, I would ask them, I say, now, when someone tells you no, when you're making a presentation, does it hurt? And they would say, yes. And I said, does it matter? Does it matter who it is that says no? They said, no. They say no feels the same, irregardless of who it comes from. So then I flip that around and say, well, take that same logic. You know, now on the yes side, which one would be more impactful to your career and to your life? And they say, well, someone that has some money. So I said, well, look, think big. If no's feel the same, no matter who they come from, whether you're talking uh, to someone that's a taxi cab driver or you're talking to the CEO of the company, why don't you start going to the Porsche dealer? Why don't you go to the Mercedes dealer? Why don't you go to other people and talk to them? Because the no feels the same. What I was trying to tell them is get out from among yourself and start thinking big. Don't have that attitude that you used to have in school that the prettiest girl, you just assumed that she had a date. No, she can be yours. I want you to think big. So what we're going to do right now, Fundament, is in our first session, we're going to take a short break right now. And I know this is a little bit earlier than we normally do, because then I want to get back to, with you and uh, introduce to you and present to you our guest uh, who, who's coming to us all the way from uh, the East Coast. And we're excited to have him with us on this morning. He is, is an expert uh, in, in what I consider stress management. I mean, he's got a new book uh, that's out that I want to share with you called The Stress Solution. And it's about how using empathy and cognitive behavioral therapy reduces anxiety and, and increases resilience. And I think you're going to love what he has to say because if we can get this under control, uh, especially at the start of this year and get a grasp on it. I think it can launch us to some great things uh, in 2017. So right after the break, I'm going to introduce our guest to you, and then we will uh, allow him to speak and share with you some great things about this new book he has coming out and some things that can kind of help transform our lives as fundamentally try to be the best that we can be. So we'll be right back in just a moment. You've been listening to the uh, Carl Bobo and the Empowerment Channel, Fundamentals of Voice America, and we will be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. This is Fundamentals with Carl Bobo. To connect with our show, please send an email to carl at choose2embracelife.com. That's K-A-R-L at choose, the number two, embracelife.com. Now, let's get back to Fundamentals. Welcome back, Fundaman. Welcome back. Uh, appreciate your attention in that first half, and I'm really excited right now as we uh, introduce our guest uh, to the world. Uh, I mean, he's no stranger to the world, but uh, to the Funda world, uh, some of you may not have heard him before, and he's a man that uh, warrants our attention, and he's got some things to share with us that I think can uh, really help uh, not only our lives, but people that we come in contact with. And the gentleman I'm talking to is uh, Dr. Arthur Sierra Micoli. He is a licensed clinical psychologist. And, and fundamentally, get this, he, he's been treating clients for over 35 years uh, doing this. I mean, uh, he, he's a co-director of an Integrated Success Strategies. Um, he was a former uh, medical, uh, uh, chief medical officer of Sound Minds Org. And he also has a private practice. And I, I, I recognize right now he needs to be seeing clients and he's taking time out of his busy schedule to come in and uh, share with us uh, some of his expertise and knowledge. And we're very thankful for that. I mean, he's uh, been a fac- on the faculty of Harvard Medical School for several years, uh, lecturer for the America Cancer Society, we're talking about a chief psychologist, uh, at Metro West Medical Center. I mean, he, he's got a huge resume uh, to, that of impacting the lives of people. You know, in addition to treating patients, you know, he's, he's lectured, you know, at Harvard uh, Health Services, Boston College Counseling Center, the Space Telescope Institute in Baltimore, uh, as well as being a, a consultant for several major corporations in the Boston area. So we, we're talking about uh, someone who's coming with to us with a lot of influence, a lot of experience, uh, well-respected uh, in his industry, uh, so respected that he spent some time on, uh, appeared on CNN and CNN FN and Fox News in Boston, Comcast TV, New England Cable News, Good Morning America Weekend, uh, the O'Reilly Report, which many uh, have seen. So uh, he's a regular guest on radio programs uh, on Sirius, your healthy family on Sirius. 
So we're talking about someone who brings a wealth of knowledge to us, and we are uh, just extremely excited to have him on this program. So uh, I want to introduce again, Dr. Arthur Ciara Mikalid. Doc, how are you doing today? I'm good, Carl. Thank you very much for that kind introduction. I appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you taking some time to be with us. It's it's an honor, well, and we've got some much. we've got some hungry and thirsty uh, guests out there that uh, are like a sponge that want to absorb as much as you have. And we're, we're going to talk to share with them about your book and uh, where they can get it and all that stuff as we go through the program. Okay. Now, tell us a little bit, you know, what is empathic CBT? Really, you know, what what are you about? Help us understand this. Well, empathy, I combined empathy with cognitive behavioral therapy called first empathy. It calms the emotional brain so we can perceive accurately and thoughtfully so we can see the truth, so we can look into another person's heart and soul and see the truth of who they are and what they're communicating to us. And when we perceive accurately, it's crucial because perceptions are what causes stress. You know, old bias thinking based on early conditioning distorts reality and causes unnecessary tension. And also, when we're able to perceive accurately, when we're able to perceive the truth, we, we through empathy, when we give and receive empathy, we produce a, a chemical change, a neurochemical change. We actually produce the hormone oxytocin, which is a near-miracle neurotransmitter. You know, stress produces cortisol, which has many negative effects. But when we give and receive empathy, and empathy is very truth-oriented, we produce oxytocin. And this chemical reduces anxiety. It helps us live longer. It aids in recovery from illness and injury. It promotes a sense of common well-being. It increases empathy, protects against heart disease. It protects against inflammation. Most importantly, reduces craving for addictive substances. It creates bonding and increases trust in other people, and it decreases fear and creates a feeling of security, and it makes us open for love and friendship. So that's what giving and receiving empathy does. When we relate in a stressful manner, which is when we, when we misperceive, for instance, you look at me and I'm frowning and you think I'm angry with you, but then you find out later that I have a headache. You know, so a lot of times the way we've learned, we all grow up with certain biases about ourselves and other people that we have to unlearn as adults. And cognitive behavioral therapy focuses on the kinds of distortions that we learned early in life in terms of perceiving other people, like generalizing or magnifying, catastrophizing, black and white thinking, or minimizing, mind reading, you know, all these kinds of ways of perceiving that really don't allow us to see the truth in other people, and then we feel stress. And then when we feel stress, we produce cortisol, which is the opposite of giving and receive empathy which produces that very positive neurochemical. Cortisol has many negative effects, as I said. It causes negative thinking. It causes weight gain, inflammation, hair loss, breaks down muscle tissue, causes flabbiness, depression, anxiety, and it actually kills neurons in the memory center of the brain. And most importantly, in terms of weight loss, and I know many men, particularly at this time of year, are concerned with their weight and fitness levels, but when you produce cortisol, the stress hormone cortisol, it throws off blood sugar levels and it enlarges fat cells, which creates a desire for sugary substances. So it makes us addicted to sugary substances, which obviously causes weight gain. And that all starts when we're in a stressful state. You know, and today in America, basically, we work too much, we sleep too little, 
we love with half a heart, and then we wonder why we're unhappy and unhealthy. And I wrote this book because stress has become so prevalent in our society. I mean, the rates have really accentuated dramatically in the last 10 years, and particularly in the last five years. Hmm. Wow, wow. That That's deep. Oh, I mean, I, I hadn't even looked at it from that standpoint. And I mean, I know I, I struggle from time to time with stress and uh, know a lot of people in our listening audience, but not even realizing all of the damage that is being done because yes. of it. Yeah. Yes. Wow. I, I think it's really, it's underestimated because, you know, I, I decided to write this book, The Stress Solution, Carl, because as I looked in, as I started doing research, I, re- I came across studies that indicate that 75% of Americans say they suffer from stress physically or emotionally every day. 50% of Americans say they work, wake up every night due to stress. And 75% of visits to primary care physicians in last year were due to stress. So it's incredible the amount of illness that it's producing. And even, even cancer research recently, they found that chronic stress increases the activity in the lymphatic system that allows cancer to spread six times faster than it normally would. So Jeez. we don't realize what it's doing to us because we get, a, we get used to it. But it really has a profound effect, a profound negative effect. When we slow down and use empathy, which empathy is the capacity to understand and respond to the unique experiences of another person, and when we're able to do that, when we're in relationships where we give and receive empathy, we reproduce this other brain change that I talked about a few minutes ago that has so many beneficial effects. So one thing really helps us and causes many beneficial effects, but the other, the, the release of cortisol under the, under the stress that we're experiencing has the opposite effect. And we have a choice. As you said earlier in your introduction, we have a choice. We have a choice as to how we're going to live. But we have to be keenly aware of our old conditioning. You know, I always say to people that every, we all write a novel about ourselves early in life, depending on who we're, who we're in, in interacting with and what we're exposed to. But mo- none of us grow up in a completely objective world. We all grow up with biases about ourselves that as adults, our responsibility is to unlearn. We have to change that novel, that fictitious story about ourselves into a nonfiction book. And that's what empathy does. When you're in empathic relationships, People give you feedback that's truthful that you need to take in about yourself. You know, most of us are not anywhere near as, as negative or bad in the way we look at ourselves as we think. And that's why we need feedback from other people. And that's why a men's group or a group of men communicating together, that's why it's so important as adults to take in the feedback from other people, to kind of unlearn some of those biases we grew up with. Wow. Wow. That is that's deep. That, 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 that's impressive there. And as I, I listen to you throw out those stats, you know, you're talking about people who are aware that they're under stress. There's also a percentage of people that are not even aware of the that's amount right. of stress that they're that's under. That's right. That's right. Wow. But, but thinking about where we are right now in, in society, you know, why has our stress levels risen so dramatically from your perspective? Well, Americans have fewer friends, trust has decreased, empathy has decreased, narcissism has increased, and prejudice has increased, you know. And so we become a society that places a great emphasis on achievement, status, and appearance, and far less on character and relationships. 
you know, people from all walks of life have been discovering that what they thought would bring them happiness and contentment has caught them in an emotional prison that is stress-filled and energy-depleting. You know, many people have learned how to achieve, but they don't know how to love and make lasting, deep friendships. And this lack of love and relational connection is the missing ingredient that plagues their lives, and especially for men. You know, I, I see, you know, as you know, being in the, in the corporate world for so long, I see so many CEOs, CFOs, project managers, men that are very successful in the work world, but very unsuccessful in their personal lives. They don't mm-hmm. know how to slow down. They don't know how to maintain intimacy. They don't know how to put relationships at, as more important than status and appearance. So once you, once you de-emphasize character and relationships, and the only thing that's important to you is getting ahead, making more money, the image that you want to portray to the world, and then you become somewhat inauthentic, and then you come home, and you, you have that stress hormone cortisol running through your body. You, have, you don't have a lot of patience. You know, cortisol, that stress hormone reduces patience. It makes you not want to be around people. It really decreases your ability to be present. So you don't make a very good partner. You don't make a very good love partner. You don't make a very good parent because you start, you're impatient with your kids. And, you, and, and they see you with your iPhone in your hand all the time because it's work, work, work. You know, as I said earlier, we work too much and, then, and you don't sleep very well because you're stressed about how work is going or how it's not going. And then you love poorly. Your relationships are poor. Your friendships are poor. How many men, how many men that are successful in the corporate world do I ask, Carl, how many friends do you have? Well, you know, all their friends are work. It's all through work. Uh, what are your hobbies? Well, they don't really have oh. many hobbies. They come in and they've got high cholesterol. They've got high blood pressure. They're overweight, um, which is why I have a section in the book on self-care and, and, uh, and, and very up-to-date exercise routines and nutrition, nutritional advice, because so many of these very capable men are able to achieve in the work world, but they're not able to maintain the, a level of intimacy that they all long for. Because in the end, and I truly believe this, and, I, and I, you know, I'm talking off the air with you even before the show, I know you do as well, that you know, if you fail at love, you don't know how to love. You don't know how to love your kids, your spouse. If you fail at love, you fail at life. It doesn't matter how rich you are. I mean, I see mm. people that are multimillionaires and they're miserable. They're in their second marriage, their third marriage. Their kids don't talk to them. I just did a Skype session with a fellow from Michigan who's a CFO, and he, has, he didn't hear from his kids all through the holidays. Well, you know, he, he, he traveled a lot. He was always on the road. He wasn't home very much. He had a few affairs with his adult children found out about, and they don't want anything to do with him, and yet he's got more money than God. So what good is it? Wow. Wow. And it's interesting how you tie that into love. Uh, and I and I tell you what, you know, I got a call last night that kind of shook me, Doctor. At the foundation of McCore, uh, one of my ex-managers called me and he um, told me that one of my advisors who used to work for me is missing right now, and they found and I don't want to say any names, but they found his car. Uh, by the Golden Gate Bridge, and the cameras saw him go down and never saw him come back up. Oh, my you know, God. so yeah. So you're talking about a guy who I thought had everything going on well in life. Yes. And and yes. what he showed to everybody in the office was that I mean he was happy. He never caused any issues in the office. Supportive. Did anything you asked him to do. Uh, did well in his career. And mm-hmm. now it appears. Uh, that he's no longer here. And this is a motivation. What a tragedy. 
And it's and, one and of those I was so, trying to not s- so uncommon, Carl, in our society that we we're shocked when we hear about these successful people who become depressed or they become alcoholic or they they have affairs or they start using drugs because mm-hmm. they that what they're looking for they don't even realize that what all they're so focused on achievement and status that they don't realize what they're really looking for is the love they didn't get earlier in life. And wow. if you think achievement is going to bring you love, you're going to be you're going to be so mistaken, so very mistaken. Well, you know, you, it's interesting. You 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 keep throwing the love word up there, and uh, for some reason, I think there's a, a a misconception in the world that men don't need love. That yes. it's yes. not important to us. And and yes. I think that's that's wrong. I mean, I I I need love. I like to feel that I am uh, being loved, and I also want to love. Yes, yes. But it's not something that you hear talked about amongst men. Uh, that's usually not a word that is commonly thrown out. Well, you know, we we probably most of us grown up. Um, I grew up as an athlete. I'm, I'm, you probably did too. You know, we mm-hmm. we learned to think that being vulnerable is weak. We don't realize mm-hmm. that it's a strength. We, we don't realize that being vulnerable, being open, acknowledging our imperfections allows us to be comfortable in our own skin and it allows other people to be comfortable with us. You know, nobody's perfect. And as you said in your introduction, you know, it's so important because what we're doing is we, we lose our authenticity. You know, when we, when we substitute our natural personality for one that's trying to please to gain acceptance and love, it's a failing proposition. It becomes a pretense. You know, it's a pretense is a burden that, that wears us down because it makes it difficult to maintain intimacy because closeness to others is based on being able to be open, genuine, and vulnerable. And the, the irony is that men tend to think that being that way is, is a weakness, but actually authenticity attracts others in powerful ways, and it allows us to feel comfortable in our own skin. You know, if you don't know how to be authentic with your family, with your friends, it, you, you don't gain that resilience to go out in the world and tolerate the stress in the world and become resilient. You know, if, mm-hmm. if you've got to pretend at home and you've got to pretend in the work world, well, where do you get, where do you get to release? Where's the release? Well, the release yes. is in alcohol or the release is in drugs or the release is in working 80 or 90 hours a week. And, and that's not a healthy way of coping. It's an unhealthy way. Oh, that's so true. Wow. Wow. Man, it, it, this ties into so many things that we've been talking about over the last several months. Um, well, Doc, let me ask you a question then. I mean, I'm, I'm hearing empathy, but I think you'd help the audience out. You know, how come empathy is often kind of confused with sympathy? What's the difference between the two? Well, empathy is focused on understanding and focused on obtaining the facts. Sympathy rushes into console. Empathy takes its time to understand. Let, let me give you an example recently, Carl, of a, a woman that I, I'm treating, and she moved here from California, and her dad passed away last year. She was very, very close to her father, and she was devastated by the loss of him. So she moved into this neighborhood in the Boston area, and she heard about a neighbor who she only met once, a neighbor whose father died. So immediately she put together a, a basket of food and, and she got some flowers and she went over to the neighbor and she rang the doorbell. And, and when the woman answered the door, she said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I heard about your dad and you must be devastated because I was devastated. When my father died. And the woman looked at her and she said, you know, I appreciate your generosity. But my father left the family when I was two years old. I never saw my father. I wouldn't know my father if I saw him walking down the street. So I'm not mm-hmm. devastated. 
You see, sympathy wow. rushed in based on identifying, like, your, mm-hmm. my experience is your experience. Mm-hmm. Empath- empathy would have slowed that down and tried to ascertain the facts. Like, what was your experience with your father? Were you close to your dad? Were you not close to your dad? Rather than assuming we know what someone else is experiencing, that's what sympathy does. Sympathy is based on our experience, not the other person's experience. Empathy is based exclusively on the other person's experience, their unique experience. Putting ourselves aside and truly listening. That's why I have a chapter in the book on empathic listening, which I call holy listening. It's listening another person's soul into a position of disclosure and discovery. So you're really teasing out the potential of the other person without allowing your own experiences to interfere in what you hear. Mm, wow. So it's, 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 I love that fact-based. Huh. Yes, it's fact-based and it's truth-based. Okay. It's a capacity. You know, empathy is not a feeling or an emotion. It's a capacity that we're born with but it atrophies like a muscle that's not used if we don't practice it. And, and okay. in this book, I give you know, specific examples of how to slow down because slowing down is the key to empathy and how to ask open-ended questions so that you can really you know, show your curiosity about another person's experience. And you know, you know I, I know you know that good leaders, this is what they do. You know, one of the first things that good leaders have is the ability to be empathic. You know, Harvard Business School did a study a while ago about, you know, who are the most successful managers, CEOs, CFOs in the corporate world. What did Mm -hmm. they find out? That empathy, the empathy quotient was three times more important than the IQ. Because if, if people don't feel understood by you, they don't want to follow you. And they found that great leaders, great leaders of corporations, where people really respect them, understood other people and they sensed other people's needs. They listened. They listened. They make conclusions. They may not agree with, you know, you may not agree with what I'm saying, but you're at least listening to me. You're not dismissing me. So that people feel like they have a say in where this company's going. They have an investment in this project. You know, we're all in Mm -hmm. it together. Oh, if they got that buy-in, I got you. That makes yeah, a lot of buy-in. sense. They they know that what they're saying, whether they're the janitor or the CFO, you know, if you're in a meeting and you're and you're speaking, we're listening. You have something to say, I'm listening to you. Okay, well then now so 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 how does being empathetic, you know, and having empathy reduce our stress levels? Well, Empathy, again, releases that hormone oxytocin, and it's called Mm -hmm. the love hormone or the connecting hormone. And while cortisol makes us fearful, oxytocin makes us feel comfortable, secure, and in a position to give and receive empathy. So oxytocin reduces anxiety. It It reduces the release of the stress hormone cortisol. It reduces addictive cravings, aggression, fear, and bias. So it calms us down so that we can create a feeling of connection with other people so that other people feel comfortable to speak. You know, as as I've uh, consulted to corporations over the years, the corporations that have good leaders, people feel free to speak. They feel Mm -hmm. respect for their leaders. So they trust that they can open up and say what they think. In companies that are very dogmatic and authoritative and they don't have empathy for their employees, People are, very, people are very inhibited. They're afraid to speak. They're afraid of their bonus. They won't get their bonus. They're afraid they might be laid off. They're, they're always worried about the judgment of the person they're reporting to rather than having an open dialogue. 
So empathy slows down that whole process so people feel connected. That brain change that empathy causes allows people to feel secure and open. It creates a bond so that there's a trust there that if I say what I think, even if I'm wrong, as long as I say it in a tactful way, you're not going to resent me. I'm not going to be punished for it. It really, it really is almost the same skills that a great parent has, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yes. Kids come to you and they, they, you know, they want to, they want to drive your car at 12 years old. You're not going to let them drive a car, <laughs> but you, but you're not going to, but you're not going to call them stupid or ridiculous. You're not going to yell at them. You're going to, you're going to explain to them why that's not possible, or that someday that can happen, or you'd be glad to teach them how to drive when, when it, when they're of legal age. You, you know, yes, you, you have some patience with what their longings are. Instead of just okay. defeating them and making them feel crushed, which, which you and I have seen in the corporate world, there are, there are leaders who do that. They crush the spirit of other people rather than teasing out their potential. Mm, okay, okay. So, so if I hear you right, then it's, it's, it's really important that we're authentic then. Yes, yes. Hmm. You can tell when you're in the presence of someone who's authentic not someone who's trying to project an image. You know, it's what I call in the book performance addiction. You know, performance addiction is the belief that perfecting appearance and achieving status will secure love and respect. And it's an irrational belief system that's learned from early family experiences and it's reinforced by a material appearance-driven society. And I've seen so many people with this performance addiction where their resumes read great, but their personal lives don't don't seem to be very good because everything is an image to, to them. And they, well, they're what I call scoreboard watchers. You know, every day they take inventory of how well or how terribly they're performing or how attractive or dreadful they look in the mirror. And unfortunately, they do the same to their, their spouses, their friends, and especially their children. You know, they, wow. they, they, tend to, they tend to have tremendous difficulty just loving, just being there. And they base their own lovability on their daily performance, and unfortunately, they expect the same of their partner. So they're constantly comparing and contrasting themselves and their partner to other people. And they find it easy to fall in love. You know, that binding and blinding effect of of early sex in a relationship creates an illusion, an image of love. And once the image wears off, they they don't have that attraction or they don't have that connection to the other person. Wow. Oh, you said something there, Doc. Wow, that's that's powerful. Matter of fact, uh, we, we got to come back. Let's let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and continue our discussion, because I think where you're going right now, uh, our audience needs to hear because you're going into a territory that I, I think is getting into the backyard of so many uh, of the men listening to this particular uh, program. So we're going to take a brief break right now and then we'll come back where we'll continue our discussion uh, with Dr. Sia Mikkeli. Uh, as we continue to talk about this stress solution, which he's uh, so eloquently presenting before us. So we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Get in 
inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning Healthy Living Power Hour. Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. This is Fundamentals with Carl Bobo. To connect with our show, please send an email to carl at choose2embracelife.com. That's K-A-R-L at choose, the number two, embracelife.com. Now, let's get back to Fundamentals. Doctor, we appreciate, welcome back, Fundamental. We appreciate the doctor for some of the great uh, things that he has presented to us today. Uh, This is normally uh, the part of our program that's called Man Down, where we really uh, try to give some instructional uh, pieces to kind of help get the man back up who has not been able to get up by himself. but uh, and, and we want to continue down that a little bit as we are interviewing uh, Dr. Sim uh, Mickley. Now, uh, Arthur, here's a question I have for you, because it seems like a lot of this is kind of um, self-evaluation that we need to do. So h- how do we rid ourselves of negative stories that, that we've kind of created about our own selves? H- how do we do that? Well, Carl, you know, as, as we were touching on earlier, I think we all have to realize that early in life we create a novel, a fictitious story about ourselves that we, that we write based on what we think is being reflected back to us from those around us, as if we're looking at ourselves in a mirror. But if the mirrors you're looking into are cracked or inaccurate, you get a distorted view of yourself as you would if you're looking in a circus mirror. And as a result, we create an inaccurate story about ourselves, and this story sets the stage for an irrational belief system about ourselves. And we, 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 we cannot change that story alone. You know, we're all too subjective. We need a group of people in our lives that will give us honest feedback so that we can obtain an accurate view of ourselves, who we are today, an objective account of who we are today, not who we came to believe we were early in life. Because, okay. you know, as I said before, most of us didn't grow up in a completely fair and objective world. We, we, heard, right. we, had, we came up with all kinds of biases. I was told when I was in high school I wasn't smart enough to go to college. I, I was given five brochures by my guidance counselor to join the Army, the Navy, the Coast Guard, or the Marines. And he <laughs> said, you know, you go to college, you're, in, you're a football player, you know, you don't, you, you don't do very well in class, and you're only going to embarrass your family and your community and your school, so this is what you should do. I mean, I walked around the football field that day when I was a senior in high school many moons ago 
with tears in my eyes thinking, well, I'm just too stupid to go to, you know, college. And mm-hmm. luckily, you know, I, I encountered some people who changed my mind about that. But, you know, if, if I hadn't been exposed to the right people and someone hadn't teased some of this intelligence out of me, I'm not saying I'm the most intelligent person, but I, I was really crushed by that interaction. And, you know, I, I came from a blue-collar family, and, you know, I never, we didn't really know anyone who went to college except teachers. Mm-hmm. And, and coaches. So I, I didn't know what it was all about. And I, I was lost. And, you know, wow. a lot of my friends, I mean, I, I think four or five of my friends that I hung around with, when I was a kid, I think they were all smarter than me, quite frankly. But, you know, two of them died of cirrhosis of the liver from alcoholism. Another became, got into cocaine, another into heroin. I mean, I came from a world where things were difficult, as many people have. I mean, I'm not, I'm right. not saying my history was any worse than anyone else's, but, but here I am talking to you on the radio. You know, I mean, some people who meet me today, who knew me when I was in high school, they can't believe what I do for a living. They think I'm kidding. Wow. But, you know, that we had a program a few weeks ago that we called uh, Wrong Voices Lead to Wrong Choices. Mm-hmm. And that ties into what you're saying, because we need to surround ourselves with people that are real. That, that, right. that people that are going to position us properly, the people that are going to tell us the truth about ourselves and not just say things to make us feel good. That's yeah. right. And, that, and wow. realizing that a lot of us grew up looking into a circus mirror. You know, a mm-hmm. circus mirror distorts what you look like. And, it, and it's not to blame anybody, but it's to understand. If you grew up in an environment where you didn't get empathy and compassion and people didn't tease out your potential and know what you needed to, so that you could realize your potential, you start to feel less than. You start to feel like you don't measure up. You're not as good right. as other people. You're not as attractive. You're not as smart. You're not as athletic. I see so many people on a regular basis who grew up thinking that. And, wow. and today, they're different people because, you know, they had to learn that some of what they learned early is not true. I mean, that's what empathy does. When you're in empathic relationships with other people, you're more likely to learn the truth of who you are today. And that's why so many push people who come from difficult environments push themselves to work so hard because they think mm-hmm. I'm finally going to be somebody. Well, you know, uh, it's important to work and achieve, but you're not going to really be somebody until you learn how to love and have lasting friendships, friendships of history, not some, not some, some acquaintance that you work with or, or just signed a con- contract with yesterday. But you, when you have quality marriage, when you have quality relationship with your kids, when you have close friends, when you learn how to love, those are the same skills that you need to use in the work world. They work at work and they work at home. The, it's the same skill base. Okay, but now, now Doc, you, but you, you, you're, you're headed in a direction I want to go. Because think about now, if I'm listening to you properly, now, here's an issue that men have, and that's talking about ourselves and talking about our past. So now, are, are you saying or suggesting that we need to become, become a little bit more transparent and open uh, about our past, and that's going to help reduce our stress and anxiety levels? Absolutely. Absolutely. Women, w- women learn to do this earlier than we do, but I'll tell you something. There's been studies done of kindergarten children, okay? The boys mm-hmm. and the girls are equally empathic, equally. But by the time the boys are in the third or fourth grade, you see empathy takes a back seat. Why? Because exactly what you were saying earlier, Carl. Boys start to learn from their dads that they shouldn't be open. They shouldn't talk about their emotions. They shouldn't be vulnerable. So it all goes underground, and that empathy atrophies. 
and then they've got to see somebody like me later on in life to, to bring it out again. As I often say to men, it's not about finding out what's wrong with you. It's about uncovering what's always been right with you that you can't, that you can't touch, that you, you've lost track of. Everybody's born wow. with empathy. Everybody's born with compassion. All children, one and two-year-olds, hey, they tell you exactly how they feel. You, you've had, you have children. You know, you know what that's like. Every parent yep. knows what that's like. But by the time boys start to grow and they start to you know, be around certain kind of male models, they think that's not permissible anymore. So, it's, so your empathy, your compassion, your understanding of emotion has to go underground. And then we pay a penalty for it then our stress yep. levels exacerbate because we have no way of even understanding what we're experiencing. We have no awareness of what's going on with us. Well, as you said, but, but we don't have that vent. You know, when you're holding all that in and, 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 and privacy and seclusion and all of that stuff, it just adds to the stress levels. Yes. I mean, look, <sighs> there's, a, there's a reason that consistently, year after year, when we have these studies of longevity, why do women live seven years longer than men? I mean, it's not an accident. Women talk all the time. I mean, not every right. woman, but generally speaking, right. women, women talk to each other about the, the important things in life. We talk about sports and ESPN and, and, you know, the playoffs, and that's all fun. That's great. But, you know, um, one of my closest friends, we, we, we trained for a marathon one year, uh, another mm-hmm. psychologist, and he's a very athletic guy. And, you know, w- the conversations we had running those, doing those long runs were better than running the marathon because we came to really know each other. And we always say, my God, if we hadn't spent that time running in the snow and the rain and, you know, because you've got to do, we only get to do long runs every Sunday, but we came to know each other. We understand mm. our backgrounds. We understand our history. So we're extremely comfortable with each other. And it's because we had those conversations. Okay, okay. Interesting, interesting. Now, when you first when we, we first sat down and started talking, I picked up on something that you also said in your uh, first remarks. You, you mentioned that prejudice being a cause of stress in your talk. I mean, yeah. How is that? How, how does that happen? Well, whenever we encounter someone, and I was very glad that my my publisher allowed me to write a chapter on prejudice because it, it's it's to me it's one of the most important things that I work on. I mean, the prejudice we have toward ourselves and the prejudices we have toward others, because mm-hmm. I firmly believe, and, I, and I'm sure your listeners have heard this, that all human beings are more alike than we are different. But right. when we're not when we're not taught to be open to other people. And, and when we encounter someone we have an inherited prejudice against, whether it's conscious or unconscious, we begin to experience a degree of stress. And when we're stressed, we release the stress hormone cortisol, which limits our capacity for empathy. You know, when we have cortisol in our system, we're far less empathic. And prejudice is born out of misinformation. There's so much misinformation that people, you know, people trust me because my, you know, my sessions are confidential. They come in and, and they talk to me very openly over time because we have a trusting rapport. But it's amazing the things that educated people say. I have 10 or 12 statements in the book that people have uttered to me that it's just not true. And we go over, you know, where did you learn this? How did you, wow. I, one of my clients told a story. He was in a, he was in a bus in, in uh, uh, a train, I'm sorry, taking his kids back from Christmas in New York City. And one of the fellows behind him, uh, to his, the way he was dressed, he assumed he was Muslim. And then he started to get this thought in his mind, this guy's a terrorist. This guy's a terrorist. And he mm-hmm. literally broke out in a sweat. And then he got, out of, he got off the train, and he was walking, and this fella t- 
tapped him on the shoulder, the person that he thought was a terrorist, and he, and he had a doll in his hand. And he said, sir, your daughter dropped this doll. Wow. And he gave wow. him the doll. He said, Jesus Christ. He goes, what the <sighs> wrong with me? You know, well, and that's based on a, appearance. He looked at him, and, and, all this, and, he's, and he's breaking out in a cold sweat, and the guy, mm-hmm. was, he brings him the doll that his daughter dropped. Just judging a book by the cover, a mistake that many of us have made too many times in life. We, we, all, like, we, all, we all have prejudices where somebody looks like your ex-wife or somebody looks like, uh, you know, the bully that, that hurt you when you were in high school or on and on and on. But our job, and that's what empathy does, empathy okay. slows down our reaction. It all right, slows Doc, we, down so that we can okay. actually see the truth. It slows down that's emotion true. to a manageable degree so that thought and cognition can perceive accurately. All right, Doctor, I appreciate it. I appreciate our talk today. The things that you have shared with us are going to be beneficial, and I want to make sure I let our audience know you can get this book. It's 11.52 on Amazon Prime. Again, it's called The Stress Solution, and I think you need to get it. And uh, I know we've got to close out right now. I enjoyed our conversation. I want to bring you back on because I want to finish this conversation up at a a later date. I'd love to come back, Carl. Thank you very much for having me. Okay, thank you. Fund the man, fund the world. We appreciate Happy and Dr. Sierra Micheleone. Buy the book, go on Amazon Prime and do it. And until next week, we'll be right back with you then. Have a great day, man up and man out. Thanks for listening this week to Fundamentals. Please join your host, Carl Bobo, again next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an awesome week.